And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air, the official podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com, where we cover Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties. And if you're not getting our newsletter, go to the DelawareValleyJournal.com website and click on the little box in the upper right, and you'll get our twice-a-week newsletter with a compendium of our latest coverage. And if you have any story ideas, you can send them to our intrepid news editor, Linda Stein. Linda, what's the best way for people to reach you with uh, news tips, hints, and ideas? I'm at uh, DVJ editor at insidesources.com. DVJ is in Delaware Valley Journal. DVJ editor at insidesources.com. And uh, we love hearing from uh, people who have been involved in the political fray and also people who are watching it from the sidelines as well. Uh, former congressman and gubernatorial candidate Lou Barletta has done both. Congressman, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, good to talk to you. Well, actually, welcome back to the podcast. I should say you're one of the first people that we talk to, and we really appreciate your time. So uh, let's start with the big picture. Um, what the heck happened in Pennsylvania in the midterm elections for Republicans? Well, I, you know, I really think it was like the perfect storm of what happened here for the Democrats. Uh, everything that could go wrong, I believe, did. And um, so I, I really don't think there was any one specific person or event uh, that that caused the results. I think it was uh, it was there were many spoons in the in the soup that that caused what happened. Well, uh, if you could mention maybe one or two of the spoons that you thought were significant for the average person who's trying to understand what should have been from a historical standpoint, just you know, setting aside everything else, when there's one party in power in Washington, the other party almost always does well. This is the first time in re since the records have been kept that not, that uh, the, uh, the party in power didn't lose control of a single state legislative body, for example. Yeah, and it would be more, you know, you, you could probably uh, accept it. <laughs> the results happened if, if the environment wasn't what it was on top of it all. Right. I mean, inflation was so high. Uh, Biden's approval rating was so low. Uh, so literally, there was no reason uh, why, you know, Pennsylvania, the Republican Party should have done as, as poorly as it did not only losing the governor's seat, but the Senate seat, um, the state house, uh, as well as other congressional races, seats that that many believe they would have won. So, you know, I think there were a number of things that happened. First of all, um, you know, I can talk specifically about the governor's race because I was in it. Right. Um, and, and, and through my view of what I saw happen, uh, was a, was a number of things. Number one, we had a, an unbelievable, maybe a historical field of candidates right. to start. I think we started with 16, maybe at one point. Well, uh, should the state um, officials have stepped in and uh, endorsed somebody? Well, here's the thing, Linda. I believe the state party did. I did need to do something. Uh, the, the fact that no, that the field remained so large and it ended up, I think, down to nine, nine candidates, uh, really diluted the results of the vote. Nobody got to 50%. If this was a runoff state, right, it would have been a runoff between Doug Mastriano and myself, the first and second uh, people in the polls. But the fact that everybody else stayed in 
and, and I, I can understand, you know, all the candidates believing they had a chance to win. But at some point, at some point along the, the way, after millions of dollars have been spent, um, you know, some of the candidates had spent double digits in millions of dollars. And it has always been a two-person race between myself and Doug Mastriano. Every single poll from the day I got into the race till election day, uh, I was either first or second in, in every single poll. So at some point, party leadership needed to see this and, and realize that everybody's had their chance, but now we need to make sure that we get the candidate who gives us the best chance to win not only the primary, but the general election. And I have made the case that I believe that that, that was me because I, you know, obviously had a history of, of being able to get Democrats uh, to vote for me, winning a congressional seat that was two to one Democrat, getting a lot of support from labor, but also bringing the conservative base with me as well. And I felt that I gave us that best chance, but everybody really sat on their hands. In fact, many of the party leaders supported other candidates, keeping them in the race. Um, so, you know, I talked a lot about Donald Trump and his endorsement and, and you know, how I felt that he should have stayed out of the race here in the primary uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, I believe he, he absolutely interfered with the primary, but he can't take all the blame for this. Right. Because had the field, I believe, been reduced to just two top people, myself and Doug Mastriano, I believe the polling would have looked much different. And I think Donald Trump would have stayed out of that race at, at that point. So, um, you know, that being said, you know, we went into election day as a divided party, uh, nine candidates dividing up the vote. Doug Mastriano had a, had a solid base uh, that wasn't going to leave him. You know, his base was solid. Right. And, but it wasn't going to expand very far either. And I believe the others staying in prevented me from, from getting over to the top. So what about the way the, P the Republican Party went into the general election, election with uh, Mastriano as the gubernatorial nominee and Dr. Oz as the Senate candidate? Well, you know, obviously you need to get behind your, your, your nominees. We, you know, I certainly didn't want Josh Shapiro to win or, or, or John Fetterman to win. So I was supporting our our candidates and i believe that we needed to but you know being somebody who's run statewide before running in the senate race against bob casey uh the thing that's obvious here in pennsylvania is that you need if you want to win as a republican statewide in pennsylvania you need to in a general be able to bring over that swing voter that that democrat that's not really far left um you know, and bring them over as well as as the independents. If you want any chance, you also need to do, you know, as well as you could in southeastern PA because that's the key. You can lose there by seven hundred thousand votes, and the election's over. Um, and I think that's what the strategy needed to be. Um, well, I want. Uh, uh, I I think you're. I mean, that's the conventional wisdom is what happened. But I think what's interesting around the country is the relatively poor showing of Republican candidates among Republican and Republican leaning independents. They just weren't willing to go that far. You've talked to Republican voters. How do, do you think Republicans feel about their party right now, about uh, having President Trump remaining as the titular head of the party? What's the mood of Republicans since a general election, election day? Well, you know, I think it's divided. 
I think President Trump divided the party um, by getting involved in the primaries. So I'll give you an example, like in the, for example, the Oz McCormick race. Um, you know, record amounts of money have been spent by each of them against right. each other, which made it, you know, you got to you got to heal those wounds at the end of that, right, to get everybody behind one candidate. But I, but I think when the president weighs in, it divided the party even more, and it made it harder for for Dr. Oz to to really bring all of the Republicans to his side. Many many were were felt that you know the president shouldn't have gotten involved and. Um, I think the same thing happened in the gubernatorial race when you know you divide the candidates, the primary candidates, it makes it harder uh, for them all to, to get on board. So, and uh, many prominent Republicans ended up backing Shapiro. Correct, correct, and and um, and that was my point of the fact that you know I I was making the case in the primary that I was giving us the best chance, not only believing that I was the only one that could beat Doug um, in a primary, but also the one that could also win in the general election. And we had polling and, and, and saw polling that showed that I had the best chance of beating Shapiro. And I think that's why he, in the end, also weighed in spending, you know, a lot of money helping, um, helping, you know, right. Doug in the, in the, in the primary, because I, I believe they had polling that showed the same, uh, that I had a better chance of beating him. So, um, Lou, what do you think about this latest controversy with Trump, uh, where he had Kanye West and uh, Nick Fuentes uh, over to dinner? And, uh, of course, they're anti-Semites, supposedly. And um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's like one thing after another with Trump. Well, to be honest with you, Linda, I have stopped watching the news for a while, so I am not up up to speed. Uh, I know. Urging people from consuming I don't know. Don't listen noticed, to him, folks. You need your information. DelawareValleyJournal.com. <laughs> Hallmark's running Christmas shows 24-7. <laughs> so my, my, wife, my wife has uh, trumped me, if I can use a pun. <laughs> uh, what, what goes on the TV. But What's um, hilarious is my wife has two, and she's Jewish. And she still watches the Hallmark 20. She loves those Christmas movies. Oh, I know. I know. So I haven't really, honestly, I haven't followed everything as closely um, what's going on there. With, with, well, uh, get, uh, circling back to the Pennsylvania party, um, do you think we should um, uh, get new leadership? Um, I, I believe that's, that's coming up. Well, I, I think everyone needs it reevaluate where we're going as a party this shouldn't have happened it's not it's not that it wasn't you know like a mediocre year this was a year that republicans you know should have done well and, and now you know we've got democrat leadership uh in both the senate and governor's seat and yep. we lost congressional races we lost state house races i don't know how you don't after something like that with the environment that we we're in you know, look at ourselves and say, where are we going as a party? What, how, what's leadership? Why did everybody sit on their hands? Why right. didn't anybody recognize what was happening? I, I, you know, like I said, it's easy to for everybody to point a, a finger at Donald Trump. And I was one who said he shouldn't have gotten involved and should have stayed out uh, and he interfered. But that being said, there were things that led up to that. 
that should not have happened in a, in, you know, in the fifth largest state in, in the country, in a swing state that means so much in presidential election, uh, you know, to have blotched, botched up this, this camp, this election and the way it, it, it happened here. I think, you know, everyone needs to take a good hard look and, and see if, is there a void of leadership? Um, and are we okay with what happened? And are we just going to move forward as we are? Well, you have so much um, knowledge of campaigning and knowledge of Pennsylvania. Would you consider throwing your own hat into the ring to become the state leader? Well, listen, I don't want to, I don't want that job, <laughs> to be honest with you, but I do believe that my experience in running statewide and, and running in these elections and you know, being in swing counties like Luzerne is and, and uh, knowing what needs to be done um, and having some political instincts, um, you know, during the campaign, I, I am going to weigh in, you know, with, with the political capital that I do have. And, you know, because I care, I care. I have grandchildren, I have, you know, family, friends yes. in West Pennsylvania. And, and, you know, just because I didn't win this election doesn't mean that I can't um, direct or have a say in, in what happens with this party. I believe I have a right to, uh, I believe I've earned that right, uh, you know, with my service over 20 years. And, and in fact, uh, what happened? I think the results should have been different. And I was hoping that I would have been one of those that would have been in that general election. So the answer, Linda, is, you know, in one way or the other, um, I'm not going to sit quietly. I'm, I'm going to have a say uh, somehow. Well, what's next for you? Um, what are you planning to do now that now that uh, the uh, campaign is over and um, you, you rested a bit? Yeah, I'm going to watch a little bit more Hallmark. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, eventually I'm going to get tired of that. So um you know, we're, we're going to, I've got some ideas and some things in the works um, that, that, you know, I think uh, where I can fill the lane or, in, in, a, in a role. And remember, in, in all that I said about the leadership, we also, we also had a fact where, you know, we had a lot of money behind, behind one candidate right. that kept that candidate in too. And, and, you know, it's at some point, I, you know, I think we really need to look at, at Pennsylvania as a whole, where people are putting their money and, you know, are we making good decisions, uh, getting behind the right type of candidates here in Pennsylvania uh, that can win general elections? Well, you know? I, I ran campaigns uh, for a living back in the day, uh, mostly in the southeast and every southern state has runoff requirement you have to get 50 percent of the right. vote right and it is insane to me insane that you can be the nominee of a major party as i've seen in a races by the way around the country not just in pennsylvania with 33 34 35 percent of the vote why in the world wouldn't your party fix that problem and say look you can't represent the party until you at least represent half the votes of the party in an election and if this wasn't a case study of what just happened and 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 we move forward and don't believe that we need to be a runoff state, that this same thing can happen again, where where you can get a candidate in the race that that has a block of, of support in, mm -hmm. in a primary and 
10 other people jump in the race and you know, there's no leadership right. to, to consolidate. This will happen again. So, you know, but will uh, that change though? Is there any will to change well, that? It would involve state action. I'm, you know, I'm certainly, that's one of the items that I think I'm going to take a lead on because of, of what happened here. And again, if this was a runoff state, I think the results would have been different in, in for the general election. So um, we'll see. And, and by the we'll way, that would have been the true, true for the U.S. Senate and the governor's race. I think if you'd had a, a runoff, it would be Correct. different as well. So we have to talk about we, we mentioned Trump a few times, but the you know the big Trump questions. You, know, you told Politico that you're after being a longtime supporter of his that you're not supporting him in 2024. Two questions. One is why you made that decision. You know, for you as a you know, leader and a public person. And then secondly, what do you say to the argument that the Republican Party has to have Trump to be successful, which is the case that Trump people make there? They say their voters who carried Pennsylvania in 2016 are not Republicans. They're Trump voters. If you lose Trump, you'll lose those blue collar, non-college educated, particularly male uh, voters. And therefore, you have to have Trump or you're doomed. So, so I made it clear that I thought he should have stayed out of uh, of Pennsylvania primary that interfered with the primary and and um, you know everyone it's it's no secret I was one of the first in the country to in, to endorse him uh, co-chaired his campaign here in Pennsylvania I feel I had a played a role in him winning Pennsylvania in, in 2016 and and you know stayed loyal throughout my eight years in 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 Congress. Um, but again, getting involved in these primaries divides the party. We, it, it's time to, to move forward. We need to look forward and not divide the party. And how do we bring the party together again? If we want to win, not primaries, but we want right. to win general elections. That's what matters. And a big deal. If you, you know, you get a small trophy to put on your mantle that you want a primary. <laughs> um, well, is Trump a winner? Do you think in, that in the future, Trump is a winner? Well, you know, we're going to see what happens. You know, there are other people who are who are obviously talking about getting in, and we got to see what the field looks like. But but this is what I think. I think his his policies were the thing that that really uh, brought people, you know, to 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 be Trump supporters and the MAGA movement. It's you know, it's 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 the mission, not the man, so much that you know those policies were good for everyone. It, it, it was good for the for for the low lower class middle class. Um, our national security was good. We wanted our borders secured. You know, we wanted to be strong abroad. You know, there was peace in the Middle East. I mean, we were seeing we were seeing all the things we thought couldn't be done happen. And it's those policies that that I'm going to be looking for in a in a candidate um, without the chaos. You know, I, I think I think you know, as a party, we need to come together again and look look forward. Right. Um, sure, our elections are we want fair and and free elections, and we need to make sure we do that. But we we need to put the chaos behind us now and begin to keep those policies and and bring our party together and try to heal as a party. We can't stay divided because divided we're going to fall and we're going to see more election days like we did here in Pennsylvania in November. Well, Congressman, while you were speaking, I got an email from the Hallmark Channel. They're trying to cast another movie, and they need a male lead, and they want to know if you would be interested 
in being the in the male lead for the Hallmark movie. My wife, my wife would love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We loved having you on the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, good talking to you again. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Thank you.